There's so many parts that go into cybersecurity defense and cybersecurity resilience. And so the the way Alpha views cybersecurity is really you need cybersecurity insurance. Yes, that protects you. But you need the cybersecurity software in the first place to increase your resilience. Because while you might have an insurance policy that will pay out, you want to protect your business. You don't want that business email compromise. You don't want that reputational damage. You don't want any of those things. Better to protect yourself. So the alpha approach is really, we'll sell you an insurance policy, but baked into that price. So for one price, you are also getting all the cybersecurity software you need to make your business resilient. Welcome to MGA Founders Podcast with Socotra CEO, Dan Woods. Tune in each episode to hear Dan chat with innovative MGA founders to learn their stories, their challenges, and their visions. And now our host, Dan Woods. Preetam Dutta is co-founder and CEO of Alpha Secure, a tech-enabled MGA serving small and mid-sized businesses with cybersecurity technology and full cyber insurance coverage. Freedom, good to see you. Hey, Dan, great to been see a, you. Been a couple months here. Um, I know the last time we spoke, I think it was on stage at the OnRamp conference. Yeah, yeah so no, it was, the, uh, no, it was great to see you and uh, the entire Socotra team, as well as all the great panels. We got a great conversation going. Yeah, um, that, was a, that was a pretty fun panel. Um, we had, uh, I think, four, myself and four other uh, CEOs from MGAs talk about getting live. And then so timely here is we're recording this August 25th. And just yesterday, August 24th, um, Insurance Journal released a piece about the um, about that about that event. Really, I mean, it's not saying it. It's, it's just quoting and ta- and, and you're you're an accidental thought leader here in Insurance uh, Journal. <laughs> um, I, I, I presume you've seen this thing. Yeah, I actually saw it moments before we jumped on and it was, you know, a great article. Um, it was a very interesting quote I'm quoted for. So ha- happy I could provide some uh, at least relief to those who think insurance is difficult because I'm in the same boat. Yeah. So the quote um, that is uh, says that, um, well, you, you, your quote became the headliner that InsureTech founders say that launching an MGA means learning to juggle. Um, I don't know that uh, juggling is necessarily the way people like to think of an insurer's operating when they're relying on you, but I don't think that's what you're talking about here. No, no, absolutely. Like launching an insurer tech is arguably one of the most challenging things I've ever done in my career. And the aspect that nobody thinks about when you're launching insurer tech is how many pieces you are juggling. You're handling an insurance product compliance. You're also building a software product, which is complex in its own way. And so that's really what I mean by juggling is you've got so many pieces that have to come together for the puzzle to be formed. And fortunately, it's, it's about finding the right team you, you have. So you're not juggling on your own. You're juggling with a team that can handle all the various components and deliver on the best class product for everyone. Yep. And then, of course, if you're the founder, you're also juggling the team itself and trying to keep all of them effective and make sure you have the get the right people on board. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've been very fortunate from the beginning um, with the team that we've assembled. Myself, uh, coming from a tech background, uh, have many relationships in the tech space and a very gifted CTO who really took the tech burden off my shoulder. And my co-founder being one of the preeminent insurance investors and someone who is just so knowledgeable about the insurance landscape that 
I, I feel like I'm a very fortunate founder in the space because I have two very gifted people who happen to manage the two most important parts of our business. Mm-hmm. So uh, I've been very fortunate. And, and, and what are those? What are the two most important aspects? Well, it's insurance operations. It's understanding everything okay. about insurance. Insurance is not as, you know, it's not one word. It's many words together that make up the insurance mm-hmm. uh, industry. And so Gordon Malin, my co-founder, is one of the most gifted when it comes to understanding the forest and the trees of insurance and ha- helping assemble the insurance team that we have today with, you know, world-class underwriting, uh, compliance, just all the things that go into building an insurance product. And then on the other hand, there's technology and my, you know, one of our earliest members, David Williams King, one of the best technologists you'll ever meet. I always like to tell people that I, I have a PhD in computer science and I've spent a lot of time programming and David teaches me something new every day and makes me question whether I actually went to school for computer science or not. Huh? I suppose that first I've kind of figured that'd be the case. The two parts of insurance, uh, insure tech would be insurance and tech. <laughs> but um, I suppose that makes sense. Um, that must be something. I mean, you know, again, I know you're a, a PhD. I, I don't think I've ever called you a Dr. Dutta, but I suppose I could. Um, I know for myself, I'm a lowly master's degree in computer science with um, <laughs> two computer science PhDs. Well, one's electrical engineering, um, but computer science running my engineering team. And then for the deployments team, both PhDs. Um, so for me, handing that off is like, okay, I concede academic superiority. Here you go. Go forth and build the product. Um, that's got to be a tall order. <laughs> yeah. No. He's telling you how that's going to work. How did that yeah. go? Oh, absolutely. Well, our CTO, there's no question. So one of the biggest things that has made Alpha successful as a company is there's no egos. There's nobody in the company who is like, I'm the best at everything. It is. I'm very good at this and let me help you with this part of the business. And I'm good at this and let me help you with this part of the business. And that's what made our team very effective. So our CTO being brilliant is actually all the more benefit to me. It's someone who I almost feel like I'm cheating off his exam because he's got all the answers that we need to be a successful company. Uh, And if your um, LinkedIn is accurate, you did machine learning and cybersecurity. I found that kind of an interesting an interesting combo. I don't think of those security and machine learning as going together a whole lot as in computer science disciplines. I'm kind of curious how you brought those together. Yeah. So my PhD advisor, Sal Stofo, is one of the preeminent cybersecurity and machine learning experts in the world. He actually started one of the first cybersecurity machine learning labs in the entire country, and if not the world. And so Sal has been a great mentor to me, uh, both professionally and personally. And the lab that we formed is exceptionally strong. And a number of the students who have come out of that lab have actually had very successful startups. So I'm very happy to be following in their footsteps and having great mentors from having been cultivated almost in a, in a startup lab, if I want to call it that, hmm. you know, Wanky Lee, um, and even more, more recently, Red Balloon Security came out of that same lab as well. So we have a lot of great successful cybersecurity and machine learning startups that have been incubated at Columbia and with South Stofo. Okay. And what's an example of how, like, how is machine learning applied to cybersecurity? Just basic examples. So, so basic examples is like, think of antivirus, right? The way antivirus works is very simple. There's signatures of known viruses that a computer can look for and essentially say, here, we have a virus. We've seen this before. Here it is. And that's a signature-based detection. But 
There's whole host of new cyber attacks, as everyone knows, and those are not, there's not known signatures. You've never seen them before. Machine learning basically lets you look at the little fingerprints of these different anomalies and predict whether it's malicious or not. And that's where machine learning is very valuable is you can take little bits of information and make predictions about something's good or bad. Okay. Got it. That makes sense. Because previously humans had to curate and keep their collections of viruses and find commonalities and just hard code the strings to look for, which turns into a cat and mouse game with the virus creators. Absolutely. I suppose that makes sense. Cool. And thought about that. Then how did you, um, so I understand that you were thinking about cybersecurity a long time before you were thinking about insurance, certainly in grad school, but tell us about the beginnings of alpha and, and how that came about. Yeah, Alpha almost started a few years before Alpha was incorporated, and it was actually at the cybersecurity conference, RSA Security. Um, mm-hmm. I was very fortunate to be a scholar and got a scholarship to attend and was, you know, really surrounded by the preeminent minds in cybersecurity. And so we had leaders from various companies come and talk to us. We were able to walk around the floor and if you ever want to see the biggest collection of cybersecurity people ever, you go to RSA Security. I think there's over 50,000 yeah. people that come and you're, you're completely inundated in security. And what I saw is that you had people with massive budgets. They were walking around and it was like a metaphorical shopping cart, throwing everything in there. And what I realized is that this is wonderful, right? There's great cybersecurity software, CrowdStrike, Palo Alto Networks, Zscaler, you name it. There's great cybersecurity tools for every single use case. However, what I noticed was the small business, and I do believe the small business is the fabric that builds you know, our country, the small business was left behind because you didn't have small business owners, your your small law firms, your small coffee shops. You didn't have those folks in this conference. Um, and it's largely because they can't dedicate adequate resources to cybersecurity. And that's yeah. when the idea for Alpha was starting to form and saying, how do we service small businesses? How do we reach them in a way so, so we can service them in a very nice way while still being you know, a profitable business? Okay. So you say small business. You you really mean small business. I mean, you, you, you're small and medium, your SME, I, I'm guessing you can go a little, actually, let me ask how, how high, how big of business do you get into in your, in your sweet spot? You're talking coffee shops, but like a hundred employees startup. Yeah. I, I mean, you'll be really surprised. I think small business and all these terms, you know, it's really depends whether you look at it from an insurance lens or whether you look at it from a cyber security lens. And so today we are servicing customers that have 50 million in annual revenue and below in certain industry mm-hmm. classes. Um, tomorrow we'll serve slightly larger customers than that as well. However, our focus on small business, oftentimes where we really are most helpful is when a company does not have a dedicated CISO, a dedicated security staff, mm-hmm. dedicated security operations center. That's where we can actually step in and provide a lot of value to the end insured. And that's where we think we can win in the market. Okay. Could you describe, I'm thinking about what are some of the risks that would be surprising to the audience where you've got a company that's surprisingly small and you'd think no one's going to touch them for cyber. They're going to go after bigger targets, but smaller organizations are getting hit. Yeah, I I don't think you have to look very far to see a small organization that has been impacted. I think back in the day, you would have to like search around and hear a story for cybersecurity Mm -hmm. and how it impacts the business. 
Today, if you look around, everyone is being impacted by cybersecurity. And I've seen cases where a small business, as small as like five, you know, employees, they had a business email compromise and they paid out $25,000 in an erroneous uh, wire. That would have really impacted that small business. Unfortunately, they had a cyber insurance policy that helped cover the claim. Oh, wow. So it'll cover wire fraud. Yeah. Or could. It, oh, is it because it was through email? It was a business email compromise. Got it. All right. Well, actually, so cyber gets a lot of airtime. Obviously, people talk about it um, a lot. Um, it, it, it's scary to a lot of folks. But I'm not sure people understand all of the all of the threats, all the perils that are are, are included there. What what are the common ones? And of course, I'll be curious from there to understand how Alpha differentiates. But yeah, viruses we know and ransomware we know. Yeah, I think the one that everyone talks about is ransomware, right? Like that is the biggest threat that everyone talks about. Um, ransomware is what is devastating a lot of businesses. Their files get encrypted and they can't access their machines. That stops you from being able to do your core business. Um, I often tell people you can have a slip and fall incident and there could be, you know, payout relevant to that. And that's very detrimental to your business. Don't get me. I'm not trying to say that's not. However, a cyber incident puts your business out of business when you can't actually generate revenue and you've got to stop operations to try to pick it back up. And so ransomware is obviously front page news. There's all sorts of other things. We just talked about business email compromise when your email account, you know, becomes compromised and, you know, people impersonate you and ask your employees to send wires and whatnot. Uh, th that can be very detrimental. There's crypto jacking. If we want to talk about cryptocurrency, people uh, commandeer your equipment and start mining Bitcoin and Ethereum and, you know, start yeah. using energy bills. And there goes you your know, electric bill. Yeah. There goes your electric or bill. AWS. Yeah. And then there's data leaks that take place all the time. I'm sure we've seen data leaks. Uh, we saw one that happened in the insurance industry the other day. A prominent insurance carrier had a, a leak and their policyholders information was, you know, some, some of it was compromised. So there's data leaks that take place all the time. Uh, and these are things that a cyber insurance policy can help protect against and really save a business from going under. Okay. Then, um, so tell us, how do you handle this differently? I mean, cyber is growing like crazy and a lot of people are addressing it. And you're taking a very unique approach, I understand. Yeah, yeah absolutely, Dan. I, I mean, cybersecurity is a very well-known problem. And the good thing about this, or the challenging thing about this problem is no one knows what the solution is correspondingly. There's so many parts that go into cybersecurity defense and cybersecurity resilience. And so the the way Alpha views cybersecurity is really you need cybersecurity insurance. Yes, that protects you, but you need the cybersecurity software in the first place to increase your resilience. Because while you might have an insurance policy that will pay out, you want to protect your business. You don't want that business email compromise. You don't want that reputational damage. You don't want any of those yeah. things. Better to protect yourself. So the alpha approach is really, we'll sell you an insurance policy, but baked into that price. So for one price, you are also getting all the cybersecurity software you need to make your business resilient. So included in the price of premium, you're getting 
you know, backups, you're getting multi-factor authentication for remote desktop protocols, you're getting a VPN, you're getting a full security operation center that's up 24-7 to protect your business while you're sleeping. And that's the alpha differentiation is we want to protect your business. And if we can't, if every, anything goes wrong, you've got the insurance policy to indemnify you. But at the end of the day, our goal is to deliver software to you that will protect you and make it very easy to run your business. Well, certainly that um, explains your business case because that means fewer claims and so forth, and your loss ratios are lower if there if there's if there's no compromises. Yeah, a- so absolutely helps everyone. Absolutely helps everyone, and we're fully in line with the insured. It's it's not like we're saying here's cybersecurity software, and if something goes wrong, we tried our best. Ours is here's some cybersecurity software that we built in house with our world class engineers with PhDs and tens of years of experience building cybersecurity software. And here's an insurance policy that protects you in case our software doesn't work and, and will protect you no matter what. So, what was the germ of the idea for Alpha? Did it start with this industry needs a new product? Or did it start with I found an amazing way to protect? Um, provide cyber protection to build into a company? I, I think it's really a combination of the two, Dan. Alpha is really born with the concept that cybersecurity and cybersecurity insurance are not two different terms. They're both cyber in our eyes. And it was the way we were seeing the industry treated as either I'm a cybersecurity product vendor or I'm a cyber insurance provider, as though they're two different things. We think it's one thing, and that's what really gave birth to the Alpha concept. Okay. And um, I'll note, I, I, I really like that. I and mean, we're, a, we're a business that has to have cybersecurity because our contracts subject us to certain amount of liability if anything happens. Nothing ever has happened, but it's in there. We, we're required to have insurance up to a certain amount. And when I first got it, this is when the company was smaller and I was involved in reading all the fine print with such things. Um, I was really amazed at the process. They just say, how much do you want? And, you know, whatever, $10 million or whatever it is. I don't know what it was. Um, And they just ask you how much coverage you want. And then they give you a quote. I'd be like, what the? They don't know anything about how secure we are. (laughs) What the heck am I going to get bundled in and pay the same price as some place where like, you know, half the company is just, you know, clicking on phishing attacks all day and, 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 and plugging in random thumb drives and whatever other crazy things they're doing and they're going to charge the same price. I found that kind of absurd. I mean, I didn't have many options at the time. Anyway, this was quite a while ago, um, but I was, I was quite, a, I, I quite amazed, quite amazed that it would operate that way. And um, at the time, I don't think I'd say this today, but a popular conversation point just around, you have an insure tech dinner or something like that was if you had to start a company that wasn't yours, what would you do? And my answer was always cybersecurity, and it was because of that experience. I just, I, I could not believe it would be like, I mean, imagine insuring auto that way. <laughs> oh, how much insurance do you want? Oh, you want to have this much coverage? Here's your price. You're like, well, you don't know what kind of car I drive. You don't know my driving record. You don't know uh, how many miles I go per day. You don't, like, you don't know anything. <laughs> and that's the way it worked. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I I'm supposed to see one interview with you, but this was, this was a personal pain point for me. And I was beside myself that this is the way it worked. 
Yeah, absolutely. And you want credit, right? Like imagine you're a company that actually does cybersecurity in the best way possible. It's like doing your homework and not getting a good grade, right? Um, And that's our company's approach. Um, Really, We have a talented team. We have a CISO. We have ISO 27001 certification to show it. They don't care about any of that. Well, it's just the way underwriting works, right? When underwriting does, that's the evolution that's taking place today is that businesses back in the day, just like you were saying, Dan, like you just needed a pulse, right? And you would get insurance coverage. Um, The industry, obviously, because of losses endured because of ransomware, the increase of attacks during COVID, people and, you know, the insurance industry realized that losses are going to start mounting. We need to take more proactive measures. And so companies like Alpha now, we are proactively, you know, trying to help companies with their risk. And when you actually do a good job with your security, upon renewal, we're able to reward those companies that are able to take security seriously. And actually, you know, if you work hard to protect yourself, you deserve credit for it. That's our belief. Yeah. So how did you, did you start, did you do both insurance and the cybersecurity component at the same time from founding? Or did you start with the cyber and add the insurance later? So the concept remained largely unchanged from the beginning. We always wanted to do cybersecurity software plus insurance. However, when we launched our company, we officially registered in 2018, but the company really kicked off in 2019. And what happened in 2018 was we started realizing that we're in a soft market. Like you said, Dan, if you had a pulse, you could get a cyber quote Mm -hmm. um, and you could get great coverage. Um, We decided to build our product and we built our product from scratch. We brought in a team of engineers and we just were heads down, knowing that knowing that the market's going to change. Right. Claims are going to happen and cyber threats are actually going to penetrate the security defenses. So we knew it was going to happen and we could see the writing on the wall. And so we spent that time building a product that we believe was very strong, uh, testing it with third party vendors to make sure our product is resilient, making sure we don't become a security vulnerability ourselves. So we spent time yeah. developing a product, testing it with our insurance partners and then actually bringing it to market with insurance uh, earlier this year. Hmm. And then speaking of, you know, the, the risk, if, if, I don't know, you were to make cause a problem, um, I, I suppose you have to have cyber insurance yourselves. Are you able to, uh, to dog food your own product or do you have to get that somewhere else? Yeah. Unfortunately you don't, don't, uh, you know, you don't buy your own insurance. I, I don't think they, they let us do it at our size today. Um, I think when you become a very large company, you're seeing some of the largest companies self-insured their cyber at times. Um, but right now we, uh, fortunately have insurance coverage from a carrier. That's that- gotta be the worst. Because you have to fill out the form for someone else to insure you. And you're like, oh, this is horrible. That's why I started the company. Yeah. And I'll tell you, the forms are getting challenging. now. Um, I don't know when the last time you guys submitted for renewal and when I'm sure you had a great insurance. I'm sure it's every year. This scale, I'm not directly involved. Yeah. yeah. I, I actually filled out our cyber insurance application. I will tell you that was hard. I have a PhD in cybersecurity and I was struggling with some of these questions. I was like, okay, you want this and you want that. And the question was like six, you know, the application was six pages. It was, it was a great application. I'll tell you that. Um, it really encompassed our security definitions, but I don't know how many companies are actually in a position, especially in the small space who know the yeah. answer to all those questions. It's too challenging, and honestly cost prohibitive for a normal company to buy all those things. Yeah. Well, it sounds like it has improved 
since I went through the process, because when I went through the process, they weren't asking those questions, as I was alluding to earlier. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. You don't have this basic information in your, 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 your underwriting. Um, so it sounds like it's improved, air quotes on improved, because now they've turned into something that businesses don't know how to fill out. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's a cheap trick. You ask a bunch of questions that they can't possibly know the answers to. And then if they don't know the answers, then it could invalidate and go, well, you answered incorrectly in your policy. And that would be pretty nasty. Yeah. In our case, we have a very unique opportunity. A lot of insurance carriers are now requiring, most insurance carriers are requiring stringent security controls in the organization to be insurable. And while that is good underwriting practice, in my opinion, that leaves a number of businesses uninsured because it's not just spending money to go buy software. It's about actually configuring it. Uh, I'm sure you've had that experience where you buy a piece of software. Like I bought Photoshop on my computer when I was younger and I didn't know how to use it. So I installed it, but I didn't know how to use Photoshop. Um, and that's cybersecurity software in a nutshell for folks. And so we, we actually, I believe can really help companies that need cybersecurity insurance for contractual reasons, like you mentioned, who don't have the security sophistication in house and we provide it all for them. Right. So you're providing um, some of the actual work and not just not just the license. You'll you'll help them configure it. And there's like a consulting component then. Yeah, absolutely. And it's all included in the price of the premium. So if you need more help, less help, we're there for you 24 seven. I even tested it at 4 a.m. just to see if it's 24 seven. People are answering within a few minutes. Our response times are phenomenal. You can get on the phone with someone onshore in the U.S. here who will walk you through whatever you need to solve your cybersecurity needs. So for everyone watching, listening, um, what what kind of business is, where's your sweet spot? What kind of listener, viewer who's not yet on Alpha should check it out immediately? If, if you do less than $50 million in revenue, you should check out Alpha immediately. Um, however, it's anyone who really wants to improve their security hygiene and and improve their resilience to cyber attack. And I think that applies to any business. I don't think it's just a particular revenue segment. I don't think it's a particular industry class. Um, whether you're a restaurant, you're a coffee shop, whether you're like a small law firm, accounting firm, I think everyone needs cyber insurance. I think it's a cost of doing business now is to protect your business. And you need to make sure that you're protected in order to make sure you can service your customers and everyone that you, you do what you want and we'll protect you so you can do what you want. Awesome. Then, um, how did you, how did you think about entering the world of insurance then? Obviously, you know, the tech, you know, the security insurance is a whole separate world. Yeah. Insurance is a really challenging separate world. I should say at that insurance, everyone, you know, when I was, um, growing up, I used to see the insurance commercials. I'm like, yeah, insurance just, uh, you know, protect your house, protect your car, but there's so much that goes into it. There's so much from the compliance to the accounting, to the licensing, there's just a ton. And I was very fortunate to meet my co-founder, Gordon Malin, who walked me through that process. And I always like to say, Gordon forgets more about insurance in a day than I'll ever know. And that's the best time. Like that's the best co-founder. And, and this is just general like startup advice for me as always is find someone who is really good at something you want to do, but you don't know yourself yeah. because uh, it's the one, one mm-hmm. two punch, as I call it. Okay. So that was kind of the, um, was that the core of the, of the, of the team, the, the initial core 
was you, Gordon, and um, sorry, your, your CTO, David. Yes, David. Yeah, it, that, that was a core okay. team. It was the three of us who were in the trenches building this product, uh, figuring out what we needed from an insurance standpoint, uh, working with third parties, as well as, you know, we, we were very lucky to bring in uh, Josh McDonald from Beasley uh, as our chief underwriting officer. Uh, so we had a phenomenal underwriting talent. Uh, so we basically put our heads down, built a product and got ready for this really unique market opportunity. Okay, cool. Now, um, one thing I have to get into is um, I don't know that you realize how legendary you are around Socotra as you went live in like, like you build your system out in like two months. It was like, it, it, it was crazy. It was, uh, um, and now I, it, you know, makes sense. Okay. You've got a, <laughs> a CEO with a PhD in computer science um, and it, it works its way there on down. But you took a look at it and you're like, oh, I see how to use this. Read the directions and bam, you built it. Like what, how did you do that? And how can you share <laughs> for any of our other customers listening? What did you do? Our yeah. typical time is more like five months. <laughs> yeah. So first, anyone who needs any help with this, we're always happy to help out. Um, it, it, I mean that honestly. Um, our, our engineers have figured out many things to make the Socotra system work better for you. Um, and we're always ha happy to help anyone. So that's my first disclaimer. Um, but on honestly, you don't even need us. Uh, the Socotra team has been phenomenal. From the first time I met uh, the sales rep at Socotra, he was very responsive to my emails. And that actually set, you know, like kind of the expectations for my in engagement with Socotra because the company has been super responsive. Um, what has enabled us to, what enabled us, I should say, to build our product so quickly was the great documentation. We obviously have phenomenally strong engineers on our team. Our, our team saw the documentation. They said, okay, we've got this under control and they were able to just build and being able to build on your own without having to continuously get on calls uh, is a huge advantage. Being an engineer myself, I can tell you that if I have good documentation to go off of, it's actually more valuable. Uh, no disrespect to anyone who gets on the call, but it's more valuable because then you can just focus, be heads down on building. And when I'm stuck, I can look at some documentation. And fortunately, Socotra enabled us to do that. And we found that with many other partners and Socotra has been great, um, but it's been other partners like we work with agency inc and other partners who have been tremendous in building and helping modernize insurance because there's a lot of areas of insurance which are still done in a manual way there's a lot of great insure tech companies that have modernized that process relativity six um, a lot of companies that have built really great products and we've been able to utilize them to speed up our time to market and building a really nice uh, platform for our for our users yeah well i mean i Appreciate the compliments, and it's definitely um, you definitely get what we're about and why we do what we do. But there's um, you guys took it to another level. I mean, I remember hearing about it, and you got an eval license to do a little POC, and you know, tinkered with it for like two weeks. At the end of which, you're basically done, <laughs> or at least you're like at the at the eighty percent line. And my team was like, well, these alpha people, like they 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 really get it. They are they're approaching it like like real hackers. I mean, the, in the best sense of hacker to, to like, all right, let's let's see how it works. Let's pull this thing apart. Let's build. 
Yeah. And um, I don't think you give yourself nearly enough credit for how fast you guys were able to move and how fast you're able to just look at a, a, a well-documented product, but look at a product and just figure out, oh, I see exactly how this works. I see how this can connect with that. And I'm and and your team is fearless when it comes to um, building the connectors and the code and, and, and diving in and getting their hands dirty. No, so. th- no, thanks, Dan. I, you know, r- really appreciate the compliments. And I think it's really unfair for me to take them because it's our engineering team that built it. Um, I, I think I am, you know, very fortunate to be receiving the praise when our CTO and the yeah. engineering team, you know, they were working very hard at this. Um, our team as a whole, we're very privileged to have wonderful investors who have supported our, you know, company and growing our company. And we always try to build quickly. We try to deliver the best products and we want to be fast because our goal is to be fast and efficient because that's how we make the most um, of the fortunate uh, investment dollars we have. Yeah. And, 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 and you've done it. So hats off to them. I hope they get to see this and, and, and hear my compliments and the compliments of my team. So let's see here. And then you're live and I understand. And are you live everywhere? Yeah, we're live everywhere. So if you're in Alaska or you're in Hawaii, yeah, we're in all right. states. So if you want an insurance policy, don't let what state you're in ever distract yeah. you. Small businesses in Alaska, tune in. <laughs> tune in, Florida, New York City, or you know Connecticut, we're there. Yeah. All right. Seriously, though, um, it is. I'm sure everyone saw the spelling when they clicked on the link to watch or listen. Alpha, E-L-P-H-A. And I believe it's alphasecure.com. I'm easy to find with a with a quick search. Then uh, I think probably my final question then is, is there anything else that obviously any company doing under 50 million in revenue? Check it out. Um, anyone else you're looking for, um, anyone else that should reach out to you, what you're hiring for partners. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we are hiring across the board. We we've been very fortunate with the progress of the company, the investors that are supporting our company. So we are growing in every single department. I don't think there's a Mm -hmm. team that's not asking for more people, uh, because of all the demands that we have. So we are hiring across the board. So I can't tell you project manage, product managers, project managers, software engineers, uh, you know, underwriters, just everything. Uh, and we've built a phenomenal team and we're looking for great, great new additions to join our, our joints. Awesome. I mean, and uh, especially when I've been people have been talking a little more doom and gloom for InsureTech and um, those with great products are just they're going to keep going. That's fantastic. Great businesses. And you're located in, um, well, you're in New York. Um, where's where's the office? So the office is distributed. Um, I'm, I'm in Connecticut okay. most of the time. Uh, my co-founder is in Connecticut as well. But we have a large presence in New York, uh, Montreal, Vancouver. It's a distributed workforce. We're 100% remote. Um, we think that's the future of the workplace. Um, and why cyber is even more important because we use the internet all the time. Uh, and we're, we're constantly sending emails and everything else. So um, our company is distributed. All right, folks. So if you want to be part of a company that's growing in an area of insurance that is definitely growing, um, send them a note and people can find you on LinkedIn. Obviously, we know the website. It's probably careers page there. 
Yeah, the, our job postings are mostly on LinkedIn right now. Um, and if anyone, you know, okay. hello, hello at Alpha Secure. If you're interested, drop us a line and we're, we're happy to talk. We, you know, we're really excited about what we do. We've got a great team and, you know, we're really thankful to be in this opportunity. Exciting. All right. Well, Preetam, thank you so much for joining us. I think everyone's going to really enjoy viewing this and hearing it. Yeah, absolutely. Dan, no, thank you so much for your time in Socotra. You know, wonderful team and, uh, you know, kudos to everything that Socotra has done to enable founders like myself to be on this podcast. All right. And last, will you be at ITC? I will be at ITC. I hope I can join your panel as well at ITC, but no problem. Oh, yes. Forgot about that. I hope you yeah. can join as well for the for the for the workshop. But uh, Mend is a plug for you. So if people <laughs> want to meet you, they will see you wandering ITC. All right. Well, well take care. It's great chatting with you. Thanks, Dan. We hope you enjoyed this episode of MGA Founders Podcast, brought to you by Socotra, the policy administration system modern enough to power today's most innovative insurtechs. Visit Socotra.com forward slash MGA to see why more insurtechs trust Socotra than any other core platform. You'll find links to future episodes in today's show notes. Thank you for listening and make sure to subscribe and help us out with the review.